Sally Lucas, boats are in the songs and boats are in the news <laughs> on Talking Travel today. They certainly are. Jane, and this is quite an interesting one, and I don't know whether our listeners have heard of the company called Lindblad, which was named after a gentleman um, whose name was Lars Eric Lindblad, and of course he's Scandinavian, and he started taking um, first ever travellers to Antarctica in 1966. So it goes back a long time and the family still runs it and of course they run it in conjunction now their ships with National Geographic. It's a partnership they've had for about 16 years now. And they've also got a, a brand new vessel which has just been sitting idle with COVID waiting you know, to cruise again in, in Reykjavik actually in Iceland. But it's just set sail and what they're doing is something really new um, for next year which hopefully will continue on going and they're ducking across to the Canadian area of the Maritimes and Newfoundland in particular they're doing a circumnavigation of Newfoundland and really I started reading about it and it was fascinating but first of all just to let you know a bit more about uh, where they go they offer a hundred different itineraries covering more than 40 geographies um, including places like the Galapagos Central America French Polynesia Antarctica as we mentioned Alaska and the Arctic their fleet is small and they have no ships that take more than 148 passengers so it's that lovely small ship cruising we've been talking a lot about lately I think how a lot of people are, uh, are going more towards these days which is lovely and also they it's not like a, a a cruise that's for entertainment. It's a cruise for learning. It's a cruise about experience, and it's a cruise for a conscious traveller who's you know concerned about the environment and unique itineraries and experiences. Typically, their age market would probably be forty-five plus, but they do uh, cater to all all age groups. Just to let you know. So this is a state-of-the-art vessel. It takes uh, one hundred twenty-six guests, and it's even got um, igloos on the. Igloos. On the deck, glass igloos that you can glass sleep under ones. the stars <laughs> ah, yes. on the deck. How lovely. They've got a jacuzzi, they've got a yoga studio and a gym and, and of course, they, they have all sorts of wonderful people on board that have lectures and etc. So when I started looking at this, I didn't realise that the Vikings had got across to the Americas. Okay. So okay. apparently in 1960, a local fisherman told an archaeologist about a mystifying series of grassy mounds near the shore of Aparve Bay, which is on the Newfoundland coast. And, of course, the French were there as well. And this ancient Viking settlement, though, has got a French name, Lance au Meadow. And apparently you can go around the grounds of this area now and see the artefacts recovered from the site. And apparently it says it leaves no doubt that there was a Viking presence in the Americas. Mm -hmm. So quite fascinating. And there's another place called Saint-Pierre, which is another piece of France in the North Atlantic and the last vestige rather of French colonial ambition in North America. So it's very interesting little itinerary that you're going on and you're circumnavigating, as I said, this whole island of 10 days and 9 nights going into Nova Scotia, the Gulf of St Lawrence, um, Ile de la Madeleine in Quebec, uh, Newfoundland Labrador, Lance Meadow as I just mentioned, um, Eastern Newfoundland and also St John's as we said then you sail through the narrows there and you're going to lots of lovely museums and really interesting 
old fisheries. Um, it's just a fascinating when you read into it. There's a national park called Gros Morn, another French word, uh, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and it's apparently um, world-renowned for spectacular uh, geology, and it's got uh, certain rocks, ancient rocks, that it's the only place on Earth that you can find this particular, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's it's an ancient form of rock formation, and it's the only place where it is visible on Earth. So you're going to a really interesting country, and I think as the world opens up, we're looking at interesting experiences with smaller groups into less populated areas. And I think that's just one that might appeal to our listeners, especially if you're interested in a bit of history. So, It's always good to learn when you're travelling. Absolutely. It's one of the, to me, I think it's one of the best things. Yes. We are talking travel and we will be back in just a moment. We're coming back to Australia, though, with some air safaris. We're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I. And, uh, yeah, we... All have such changing, flexible borders, mm. don't we? At this oh, stage, or inflexible, as the case may be. Indeed. How but are we? At the how moment? are we travelling? Well, at the moment, we still can get into Queensland from the seventeenth of December, Tassie from the fifteenth, South Australia, hopefully from the twenty-third of November. The ACT is currently open. Victoria's open. Lord Howe, Norfolk are all open, so long as you're double vaxxed. So the problem areas for us in New South Wales. WA and NT, Northern Territory. Right. So they've not given us a date yet. Of course, you can go to these places, but you just have to vac- uh, to quarantine. Well, West Australia, you can't unless you've got a special exemption. Right. Mm. Um, so, but Lots Northern Territory, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, that's, that's where we're up to at the moment. Mm, okay. um, now, a lot of people are yearning to see Australia, of course, because they can, and when, with states that are open, that they can. So there's a lot of beautiful air safaris have been put together for next year with private aircraft, and what a way to go. You're, everyone's got a window seat. You're seeing our beautiful country from the air, flying low because you're in a smaller aircraft. There are the Beechcraft, King Airs, or whatever, which are beautiful aircraft, which our, our son flew in Kalgoorlie. They, they fly at not far less than a, than a jet. In, in altitude, but they can also fly low. Mm. So they're quite a speedy, efficient aircraft. And there's some wonderful safaris, Jane, like this one here is the Cape York Air Safari. And this is going in uh, May and July next year from Sydney. And you're actually going to a place called Dig Tree. And I'd never heard of it. And apparently it's where the Explorers Burke and Wills family set up camp. So it's sort of south of Birdsville. Oh, yeah, it's on Cooper's Creek. Yeah. It's where you know it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've almost seen it. You've almost <laughs> seen it. Well, there you go. You've <laughs> almost seen it. So, yeah, so you're starting off there, actually. So that's interesting. So you've got birds. Well, then you go up to Lawn Hill, of course, uh, which is a fascinating area as well, and the uh, Bujamala or Lawn Hill National Park, which looks over Lawn Hill Creek and the Gorge, which is a spectacular gorge in the Gulf Country. You go on up to Karumba and out to Horn and Thursday Islands. Um, then you come down from Thursday. Island, what they call the tip of Australia, so they fly you over the tip of Australia and then you head on down to the wonderful Lizard Island. That is such a stunning place, so that is just beautiful. So that one is a 13 day, so that's quite a long one, but we've also got some lovely, oh, there's another one, sorry, a longer one I'll mention, there's a 15 day called the Ultimate Outback Air Safari. Now this one is um, going to Rawnsley Park, which is in the Flinders, um, Kubapedi, Inaminka, Uluru, Broome, the Kimberley Coast, El Questro, Bullo River, 
Mount Borrowdale, which is fantastic in the Northern Territory and Arnhem Land, Lawn Hill, Birdsville and back to Sydney. So that's a 15-day, which is fantastic. But look, if you haven't got that long a time, and there's lots more, as I said, they've got even little three- and four-day ones if you just want to do something a little bit shorter. So there's a few 15 days, but, yeah, if you just want to go, for example, there's a seven-day, six-night that does the islands of the Great Barrier Reef. You're doing Lady Elliot Island, Orpheus Island, which is magnificent, and, again, Lizard and then back to the Gold Coast. Murray River, there's one doing a seven-day, you're doing a Murray River. You go to Corrie where you um, uh, fly over the snowy mountains, which would be just beautiful. Can you imagine just flying low over that? That would be quite spectacular. Koroa, Ichuka, Wentworth, Mildura, Gulwa. I love Gulwa. I think it's a gorgeous little place. Uh, at the Koorong and then back home. Um, and this is one, just a taste of the outback. This is just four days. And you're doing Lake Air, Birdsville, Inaminka and Broken Hill. Mm. You know, so some of these are just, you know, lovely fabulous, you know, yeah. just lovely destinations. There's one doing South Australia um, and there's others doing like down ducking down into Tassie. Or there's one doing the Bass Strait Islands. So that's another little one, a little four day one doing King Island, Flinders Island. And of course, all around there flying over all those gorgeous areas. They fly over the Apostles, etc. as well. So look, it's just fabulous. There's a whole range of these Australian air safaris. And he's been this gentleman, Ian, I think it's Ian. Kirkhope. He's been running these since about 1974 he started out and he's got his own property in South Australia which he often takes you to as well. So it's very personalised. All Everything's included like all your meals, your sightseeing. It's just a fabulous way and if you read the reviews or you look him up and you want to read the reviews he gets from his past passengers you know they're, they're very very good mm. and you know it's just a wonderful way if you haven't got a lot of time to if you're time poor that you can get to some of these places that with us being such a huge continent you know can take you ages to get to by road so certainly can you know so yeah. just think of that if you're time poor even if you're not time poor you know that there's some lovely air safaris out there you can do in our own country we are talking travel on 2NURFM and we'll be back in a moment with the hot deals in the current travel marketplace. 26 past one. Sally Lucas, time to look at what hot deals there are around at the moment. What have you got for us? Well, as we mentioned, Fiji is going to be opening up relatively soon now. So, Bula. They're welcoming you. Okay. <laughs> as they say, Bula for nearly everything. Hello, goodbye, welcome, it's Bula. Yeah. But they've got a 30% off Fiji opening sale on the Captain Cook Cruises, which is one of the main small ship cruise lines that create, you know, the small vessels that cruise around the Yasawa Islands. And you can book up until December, end of December 2021, and they're offering the 30% off full fares on most cruises up for sailings right up until um, the 31st of March 2024. And their cruises usually range from three nights onwards, and they also do some day trips as well. And they've also got a new um, new uh, product as well. Um, they've got an 11-night cruise, which is new for them, which is going to some really remote islands of Fiji, again, like the no one or maybe a few locals, you know, so you're really getting to see the unspoiled Fiji. And, of course, they've got a new um, science program they've launched as part of their marine science activities. So they have projects that you can become involved in if you wish and, and record observations with their naturalists, etc. Um, if you're keen divers or snorkelers or whatever. So that's a little something different they're doing to protect their environment and let you be part of it as well. <sighs> and um, other than that, you've also got a really fantastic price, price drop um, at a resort called Plantation. 
get my words out, Plantation Island Resort, which includes return flights from Australia, six nights there. You get return airport transfers, water sports, there's a kids club if you've got children or grandchildren, whatever, and you can save $400 per person on that one at the moment. So that is a huge save, and it's just subject to availability, of course, you know, to vacancies, so get in quick if you're thinking of doing that. Um, Qantas have announced too that they're now re-entering um, Canada as one of the other destinations they're adding and keep adding, you know, new places where they can go and they were wanting to do this so that um, take advantage of the ski season in Whistler and so oh, on. Yes. Yeah. So they're having, what they're doing now, they've got what they call Qantas Fly fly flexible that's hard to say isn't it <laughs> Qantas fly flexible uh, you can change your dates as often as required fee free um, a difference in fare could apply because remember airfares have seasons so if you were going from one season to another there could be a difference in the fare but there'll be no fee so now that offer ends the 30th of November. They have still offering complimentary food and drinks on every flight, which not everyone is doing. Baggage is included, of course, which some airlines don't. Um, complimentary in-flight entertainment, as we said, you can change your dates as often as you need. And Ponant, that wonderful luxury small ship company, again, who has lots of cruises all around the world, but they're now promoting Europe um, for next year as Europe opens up. And if you book by 30 November, they normally have a, a deposit. You pay a, quite a whack of a deposit. It's 25% usually, but they reduce that to 12.5%. So it's a half-price deposit to, to secure your place. And again, they have really... It's all inclusive again as well. You know, even with Wi-Fi, you get Charles Hyde sick champagne, you get your meals. You, it, it's beautiful luxury cruising on small ships. But they don't just go to Europe, Jane. They also go to the Arctic and Antarctic as well. And they were coming down here doing, of course, the Kimberley. But, of course, at this stage, our country is not letting in any international cruise ships. And unfortunately, I don't have an update on when that might happen. But let's hope it does because they're all champing at the bit to get down here. And, you know, so much for them to... To organise to put in place, you know, with your ports, etc., that it's not something you can just do at the drop of a hat. So let's hope our government or the states can come to some common agreement soon that'll let our cruise market open up again. It's quite exciting, though, having the market, the travel market, opening up a bit it more. It is, and also it's it's well, we think it'll be good for the travel agents who have survived because there are so many minefields now that you're not going to find an answer on Mrs Google, I'm sorry. And this is where a travel agent will come back as to being important in helping you, giving you a hassle-free holiday, whether it be reinsurance or re what COVID things are required in countries. At least we get that from the horse's mouth. And if we don't have it on tap, we know where to get it from. That's, that's the accurate source. So support, like everything we're saying, support all your local industries, including your travel people as well. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we will talk travel again next Friday.